I finally squished that mosquito that's been flying around. Mosquitoes? Isn't it a bit too early in the year for them to be out? Let's talk about that. Mosquitoes and other pests such as ticks and fleas can carry various diseases. Because of their ability to spread infectious disease, these annoying bugs and many more have been labeled vectors throughout the scientific and medical community. Here, Minnesota Department of Health's Molly Peterson describes vector-borne diseases. Vector-borne diseases are caused by disease agents that are transmitted by arthropod vectors. And these diseases naturally cycle back and forth between arthropod vectors and their animal reservoir hosts, which tend to be typically mammals and birds. This cycle maintains the disease agents, again, those bacteria, those viruses, or protozoa, in the environment. Humans can acquire these vector-borne diseases when they are incidentally bitten by arthropod vectors. Unfortunately, due to global warming, these vectors are becoming more prevalent. But what does that mean? Global warming describes the human impact on climate change or the increase of the global temperature that is due to human activity. So now, what does global warming have to do with the mosquito we squashed? As global warming increases, vector prevalence will increase in the United States. Right, and because vectors carry disease, the prevalence of infectious disease will also increase. Molly Peterson with the Minnesota Department of Health describes disease risk, specifically diseases derived from ticks due to climate change. Regarding tick-borne diseases specifically, climate change is likely to impact risk. For example, some scenarios include increased temperature, where it is likely that ticks will become active sooner and stay active longer, allowing for more time to develop and feed on hosts. There may also be a, de a decrease in tick die-off over the winter months as well. An increase in temperature can also lead to new tick species in areas where they weren't before, with the ability to thrive and establish a population, which can also lead to the introduction of new disease agents in these new areas. Increased precipitation in humid conditions may also allow for increased rates of tick survival and extended favorable feeding time each day. In another clip, she also describes mosquito spread diseases. Regarding mosquitoes, potential impacts of climate change may include warmer and drier conditions that can lead to increased West Nile virus risk during the mosquito season due to the enhanced virus amplification and greater vector production. Warmer and wetter conditions are favorable for lacrosse encephalitis transmission due to longer virus amplification season and more wet breeding habitat locations, and this could lead to an increase in lacrosse encephalitis risk. Changes in proportion of forest to agricultural land cover may lead to changes in suitable habitat for vectors their hosts, and the disease agents leading to changes in human disease risk. Climate change may also lead to an emergence or re-emergence of exotic mosquito-borne diseases such as malaria, chikungunya, or Rift Valley fever. Climate change can also increase the survival of exotic mosquito species such as Aedes albopictus, the Asian tiger mosquito, and Aedes japonicus, the Japanese rock pole mosquito, which is an already surviving and becoming widely established Climate.gov and NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, outline several climate statistics. Their data includes samples that conclude that Earth's temperature has risen by around a tenth of a degree per decade since 1880, and the rate of warming over the past 40 years is more than twice that, so a little over three-tenths of a degree per decade since 1981. And they point out that 2020 was the second warmest year on record. Molly Peterson describes the heating patterns found in the United States. Temperatures are rising. Minnesota has gotten noticeably warmer, especially over the last few decades. 
This slide shows a shift in the rate of change of Minnesota's annual average temperatures. The time frame is from 1895 to 2016, which is approximately the last 120 years. The left side of the graph shows Minnesota temperatures for roughly the first 60 years from 1895 to 1959, where temperatures increased by about two-tenths of a degree Fahrenheit per decade. The graph on the right side of the slide shows roughly the next 60 years from 1960 to 2016, where Minnesota's average temperature has accelerated to a rate of over half a degree Fahrenheit per decade. That would amount to an increase of five degrees Fahrenheit that we would experience by the end of this century a significant accelerated rate. While Peterson describes conditions in Minnesota, these trends in heating and disease are reflected all over the world. Stanford Earth Matters Magazine published an article outlining how global warming will affect infectious disease. Rob Jordan writes in the article, as the globe warms, mosquitoes will roam beyond their current habitats, shifting the burden of diseases like malaria, dengue fever, chikungunya, and the West Nile virus. According to Terminex, a pest control company, the current mosquito season in the south and southwest United States is from March through September. Without human intervention, the seven-month mosquito season defined by Terminex is estimated by the Stanford article to expand to nearly 12 months by the year 2080. Considering all of this information, the World Health Organization estimates that 2 to 3 degrees of warming could put up to 7% more people at risk of malaria. They also predict that between 2030 and 2050, climate change is expected to cause approximately 250,000 additional deaths per year from malnutrition, malaria, diarrhea, and heat stress. All of these deaths could be caused by or expedited by increased prevalence of vector-borne infectious disease. That doesn't exactly sound like something I want to experience. Are these events preventable? Me either. What can we do to help? Yes. There are several different ways human action can change the global outlook on warming temperatures. On a large scale, communities, states, and countries can come together to make a difference. One monumental global mission to decrease the prevalence and impact of global warming is the Paris Agreement. Today, 193 parties are legally bound to their commitment to work towards a zero-emission world and achieve sustainable development for the future. One of the main goals of the Paris Agreement is to keep the rise in global temperatures from rising 2 degrees Celsius, or about 3.8 degrees Fahrenheit, when compared to pre-industrial temperatures. Pre-industrial roughly describes the years between 1750 and 1850. In order to do this, each party has pledged to prepare, communicate, and maintain successive nationally determined contributions that they intend to achieve. In order to do this, it is written in the agreement that countries will take action to conserve and enhance, as appropriate, sinks and reservoirs of greenhouse gases. This UN audio describes the inner workings of the Paris Agreement. The Paris Agreement works on a five-year cycle of increasingly ambitious climate action. By 2020, countries communicate their plans known as nationally determined contributions. Countries communicate actions they will take to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions in order to reach the goals of the Paris Agreement. Countries also communicate actions they will take to build resilience to adapt to the impacts of rising temperatures. This may include information on adaptation and finance flows. The Paris Agreement also provides a framework for financial, technical, and capacity building support to those countries who need it. Starting in 2024, countries report transparently on actions taken. 
Collective progress under the Paris Agreement will be assessed through a global stock take. This will lead to recommendations for countries to set more ambitious plans in the next round. America's participation in this agreement, however, is dependent on our leaders, elected officials, and government. We can do our part in decreasing global warming by electing officials that buy into the importance of working together to support an end to the warming climate. Wow. Next time I vote, I'll be sure to research the candidate's stance on global warming. Sounds like there's a lot to be done on a political scale, but is there anything I can do at home to help? Totally. Listen to this. Individuals' actions can also have large impacts on the reduction of global warming. One way to help includes limiting energy waste by implementing renewable energy sources like solar power into homes while they're built, investing in energy-efficient appliances for homes already established, or something as simple as turning off the lights when you leave a room. This will limit the amount of fossil fuels burned to provide energy for homes. Another way someone can help is reducing water waste. This includes taking shorter showers or only running full loads of dishes or laundry. These habits will also help reduce global warming causing emissions that are produced during daily tasks. Other things include driving an electric car if feasible and carpooling when possible. In conclusion, human action is causing an increase in global temperatures. Because of this, vectors or pests carrying human disease will be more prevalent, especially in the United States. Increased vector prevalence will lead to an increased number of deaths due to infectious disease. While this all seems very grim, human action can be taken to slow the effects of global warming. These actions can include voting for leaders that support legislation regulating large impacts to the climate, writing to your representatives, letting others around you know about the impact their habits have on the earth, or making small habit changes at home. Sounds like we need to start pulling our weight in order to control global warming and prevent increased vector prevalence. Right. Only you can prevent global deaths due to infectious vector-borne disease.